This program is presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. We'll bring you the latest trends and tips to improve where you live with leaders in the home improvement industry. The At Home Show is presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. And now, here's your host of the At Home Show, Mark Vandenbosch. Warm welcome on a crisp day here in the fall of 2021. Your host, Mark Vandenbosch, with you today. And I am alongside John Colley. We're going to paint the picture on our industry. John's been on a few times, hasn't been here for a few months, and we thought it would be great to just come back on the show and share with our listeners a little bit of what's happening in the lumber and panel side of our industry from a supply side, from a pricing side. Those longtime listeners have heard the story this year of the lumber run-up and subsequent decline. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll give you a kind of a picture of our current conditions, and then we're going to paint a picture of what to expect here going forward. So a lot of relevant information, whether you're a homeowner, whether you're a builder, whether you're a remodeler, sit back and enjoy our conversation today. John, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're on the footsteps of 2022 here. And so so exciting to just kind of share a little bit of like, what is the current condition of our industry as it relates to, to lumber and panels? Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's been a ride this year, you know, a, a ride up and then a, then a fall down and then a subsequent ride back up, you know, partially. And uh, now we're just kind of seeing the market, you know, kind of, kind of stall in this area a little bit. And uh, we expect it to be a little, a little softer till, uh, you know, the mills get their order files in the next year. Yeah, one of the things that we're seeing is a velocity change, right, where builders are not able to, to get the the projects that they have finished in a short period of time. And, and, and the reasons for that we've shared in the past are, are really on that supply side. John, early in this year, I would say spring, summer, we talked about some of the challenges in supply in lumber and panels. That's not necessarily the case right now here on the footsteps of 2022? No, we really, most of the supply issues at this point are, are more the building product side of it. Um, certainly there's still some, some constraints on the, on the uh, lumber side and panel side, which are, which are uh, more specialty type products or engineered products, long lengths, um, items that are higher grades that are used in manufacturing and, and production. But um, the commodity type lumber is, is, uh, it's flowing right now and in a lot better balance than what we saw earlier in this year. So for those of our listeners that maybe haven't had their finger on the pulse in relation to the building industry, specifically in the lumber and panel side, can you kind of take us through how we got to the place that we are here over the last 10 months? Yes, certainly. You know, a lot of it's still, you know, COVID-related and not necessarily that there, there was a lot of... Um, you know, infections or anything like that, but it's just just production never really ramped up to the levels that you know it's it was uh, pre-COVID. Um, 
we had, you know, more than anticipated starts going into the year. You know, the industry's been gearing up for, you know, we're talking up almost 2 million starts for, for several years now. And, you know, this this year coming out of COVID, everybody was optimistic. And um, actually the interest rates were down and it was conducive to some to, to larger start numbers. But throughout the year, um, we kind of recognized that the industry really wasn't ready to, to meet the challenges of um, that many uh, starts, especially um, – you know, not specifically to, to the United States, but North America in general. And, um, you know, the supply side had, had a hard time ramping up production enough to, to meet that. And we saw all-time high numbers um, mid this year. We saw OSB production that, that really couldn't uh, keep pace with what the demand was. And, um, you know, we also saw all-time high numbers in the OSB side. And then engineered lumber in particular, too, we, we just couldn't get the uh, – the Joyce production um, that, uh, you know, or the, the engineered product production that we needed to keep up with the start. So since that point, you know, we've had a few, um, you know, I think that the, the start and permit data, you know, tapered back down a bit, um, you know, with the high numbers. Um, you know, I think last week we saw starts down 1.6%, and I think we saw permits down 7.5%. And, you know, it more or less normalized it. I think we're looking more like that 1.6 million start numbers in the U.S. And I, I think that, um, you know, overall the industry feels like there's a lot better balance between the two. This time of year, any softness really isn't because the, the, the prices are generally going down that much. It's just it's more, you know, like retail driven where you know, operations don't want a lot of inventory on the ground at year end. And they're going to taper their their purchases with what they they generally like to say is uh lean by halloween <laughs> and then uh then they'll really uh um once the you know the mills get their order files into into next year then you know there's an opportunity for it to to kind of run back up a bit if you are just tuning in you're listening to the at home show your host mark Vandenbosch, alongside john collie he's the market manager for uslbm and has his finger on the pulse in the commodity world in our space, whether that's dimensional or panels, and a wealth of, of information. John, you would su- suggest that we had unprecedented, I guess, spring in terms of pricing, you know, spring up, and then precipitous drops, right? And and, and the listeners that are with us may, may think that, hey, that the drop is continuing to happen or or it's at the, the bottom levels, but really that the last, what, last week of August is really where we hit kind of the bottom. Is that accurate? Uh, well, it was, it was about uh, eight, eight weeks ago was, was pretty much the bottom. We've been on a pretty good run and almost up, uh, you know, depends on the product, but, you know, 20, 20, 30% just depends. Like I said, OSB is, is at one level and, and uh, panels at another, but for the most part, it's been a, uh, you know, a run, um, you know, back up the I mean, the numbers are quite a bit higher i should say <laughs> right well and not to the extent that it was in the no. the spring and summer oh. but you have to be aware of it if you are going to start a project here shortly or even in the medium term yeah certainly now you know there's good news you know i i was in a, a lot of mill meetings last week we talked to a lot of uh, uh lumber producers and then a lot of osb producers and you know, from the lumber side, they felt that the production was um, more in line 
with what the you know the starts and permits were at this level and that that's good news because it what they really felt was that you know we probably won't see the volatility in the market that we did see this year they still think there's going to be volatility but probably not quite as much to the extremes that they saw you know most of the volatility we'll see is you know going to follow some seasonality yeah and as you talk about that i I couldn't help but think of kind of maybe a a new basement of a new threshold right that has been kind of set if you will as it relates to even osb that's a that's kind of the hot topic and the and the product that was priced out the most would you suggest that we're going to see eight to ten dollar sheets of osb anytime soon no not, not not really on the osb side um OSB has its own set of constraints, you know, uh, during during the, the pandemic with longer lead times on, you know, on from start to completion, uh, more exposure, uh, you know, there's been more of the higher end products that withstand um, inclement weather for longer periods of time. And a lot of the manufacturers are, are kind of shifting their production to those type of products in which, you know, um basically leaves a space that you know that that you know there's a lot of questions on how it's going to get filled with the commodity product so i i think you may see the commodity product move around a little bit more but maybe uh maybe a little more stability in the higher end products yeah and that's a uh, condition to consider john as it relates to osb and Listeners, we're getting into a little bit more of the specific type of product categories. We'll continue that certainly after the break. But before we go to the break, John, the difference between commodity and some of these high-performance kind of products, we're not only seeing that on the floor sheeting, but we're starting to see more of that on sidewall and roof, correct? Yeah, certainly with with products like uh, Zip and... Um panel which is basically an osb with the uh like a house wrap type material applied to it um already Th- those type of products are are taking a uh larger and larger uh, bite of the the pie in in you know in a lot of areas in the country yeah john's re- referring to huber we've had huber on the at home show in the past you can always go to whtc.com check out the at home show podcast and and pick up some more depth as it relates to the zip panel the zip r panel mm-hmm. they also have a product that is a sheeting product that's a high performance high-end sheeting product called advantech john that's got a, a what a 500 day no sand warranty yeah you know i'm not specific <laughs> on the number of days but it, it's a long time you know where a where a standard sheet of apa rated you know plywood or osb has a 30-day exposure rating these things have like two you know uh, 200 to 500 day of no sand uh, guarantee once once you put that subfloor down. So if it sits there for that long and gets rained on it, you don't get the swelling, you don't get the, uh, you, you know, no, no um, delamination or anything like that. They just hold up quite a bit better. I'll tell you what, we're going to continue talking about OSB. We'll move into some dimensional and also, I'm sure our listeners are thinking, well, what's happened in the treated space? What can I expect if I'm going to build a deck next year, kind of in the wake of what we've seen the last 12 to 18 months? We'll do that. Stay with us after the break on the At Home Show here, 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. 
Welcome back to the At Home Show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. So glad you have tuned in today to the show. We've got a lot of content here as it relates to, to lumber, as it relates to panels and treated material. And if you missed the first segment, John, just share a little bit of, like, how did we get to the point that we're at? And then what can you expect, big picture, in our industry in the coming year? We ended that segment talking about OSB, and that's where we're going to start segment two. And then we'll move into some of the lumber side of things. John, just a synopsis on the OSB side of things. We're, we're seeing mills move a little bit more away from the commodity items and, pu- and putting more of their resources into the higher performance products that, that really meet a need with the builders and developers in the marketplace today. Yeah, you know, certainly. And it's not, it, some of that production shift isn't necessarily just, um, you know, OSB panels like, you, you know, we, we typically think about. But for instance, you know, LP is a supplier of uh, OSB products for, for, you know, construction, just wall sheeting and that type of thing, but also siding. And their siding is an OSB based product. So what we're seeing, you know, specifically in our region, which is the, uh, you know, the Midwest Great Lakes region, is we're seeing one of their major mills uh, shut down for an entire quarter, retool, and then um, go back into production instead of OSB, but just these siding products. And that, that you know, it, it creates a void in the region, in the Northwest, you know, Midwest in particular, of the commodity type product that they make. And, you know, you really, you can't blame them because, you know, they, you know, I've had several meetings with them, but, you know, realistically, they feel like they've got to be true to their stockholders, and that's, you know, provide a better return on investment. And these siding products basically return, you know, give them a better return than what the OSB does. And so it's, you know, right back to a classic supply and demand scenario where, you know, the manufacturers are going to make the the products that they get the best return on, um, whereas, you know, they don't really really care about you or I and the, and the, you know, and the need we might have for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a shift in focus for them as a company and really uh, many of the, the leaders that, that are out there making sure that they're providing a value to the marketplace, to all of their, I would say, stakeholders, right? The stakeholders that are part of that 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 world, that business, that space. Now let's turn our attention to dimensional, right? Let's talk yep. about two by fours, two by six, maybe first, and we can move into some wides because there's definitely a story there as well. But you know what's happening right now as it relates to to dimensional for lineal as well as for the stud material that's so often needed for builders and their projects. Well, really, what we're seeing is you're seeing a decrease in supply of logs in in the you know for, to the Pacific Northwest which is the major lumber producing region they've stopped harvesting a lot of the wood that the beetle uh the you know beetle kill had had killed you know they have a fi- you know basically a 5 year time frame to get that stuff harvested and you know turned into lumber before it can come to market since that since that harvestation you know has stopped the Pacific Northwest has had to go farther for logs in the, you know, there's an increase in trucking costs. There's a, you know, um, 
a, re, a reduction in the in the allowable timberlands that they're allowed to harvest on top of that, and so it it all kind of compounds compounds into a into a um, you know a higher log cost. So you know, in, in years gone by, you know, we'd see the average mill lumber price at you know this you know three hundred dollar mill four hundred you know type number delivered. Well. You know they they kind of feel like the break even price on on you know for a mill now is more like that six hundred dollar range, so you know a lot of the budgeting and forecasting that goes into you know budgets and plans and everything else needs to start at, at a higher dollar just to begin with, and the other thing that that you know that issue that that compounds is it it compounds the you know um, some of the risk management side of it where. You know, somebody might be bracketing, you know, ten uh, percent above or be or below a, a project cost. Well, that ten percent at six hundred dollars is a lot more money, and it and it kind of like um, feeds into that whole equation. With the reduction of the supply in the Pacific Northwest, uh, there's been an increase in supply in southern yellow pine, but that increase, uh, it, it, you know, it. It, it doesn't, it's not a one-to-one correlation, number one. And two, is it's just a species that traditionally doesn't get used in a lot of areas. We're seeing more and more people uh, use it. You know, we use it in, in manufacturing environments like the truss production, that kind of, you know, that side of things. We see it in uh, panels that, you know, but they don't necessarily get to this market. Um, eventually, you know, the two, are, you know, are going to find a balance, but, you know, there's in the meantime, there's going to be this, you know, these two separate markets competing for um, market share and, and, you know, um, alignment on pricing. Yeah. And Southern Yellow Pine comes out of the South. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And as you talk about this, I can't help but continue thinking about options, right? And, And how builders, professionals, as well as homeowners have more options than ever before as it relates to really anything but to our topic today to building homes yeah you know and even you know we're talking about lumber in particular the euro is is hitting the ports and it's somewhat you know um it, it it's somewhat reasonable and it's and it you know tends to be a very nice product and you're talking about european wood yeah yeah that's the other the other major wood basket and you know you, you think about how global it really is canfor has um, operations in Canada, operations in uh, the United States, you know, south, and they also have operations in, in uh, I think, Sweden is, is where it's at, but uh, over in north, northern Europe um, in particular. So it's, it's, really, um, it's really kind of a global market on those items. Yeah, now when you look at, at kind of the crystal ball, and, and nobody really has a crystal ball, do you, you anticipate that that we're going to see the same kind of volatility with with a dimensional that we saw here in 2021. No, no, most of the mills are really feeling like supply and demand are in, in better balance. As interest rates uh, tick up a little bit, and uh, you know, you know, like the starts and permit data was down. Some of that's a little misleading, just because. Uh, um, you should really, you know, it, it's more permit and uh, and sales driven because. Uh, um, I guess to some degree, but long and the short is they they feel like there's a better balance, and they feel like um, when when we're in this balance now, uh, we're they're in a, a lot better position to not see that that volatility. It's yeah. still going to be elevated, but it, 
probably not as volatile. Right. Something to consider. And so pricing is one side, supply is the other side. What I'm hearing from you is we should have a better supply story here in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And now those estimates were, you know, end of first quarter for some products like EWP. But, um, you know, the dates may may change a little bit, you know, and it may follow more seasonality. Um, As I alluded to earlier, you know, and spring starts might, you know, be elevated. Um, You might see a little softer in November here. You know, those those type of scenarios, but for the most part, supply and demand are in better balance. Yeah, and then when you look at wides, we don't have often talk about it. We'll to just share a little bit of what's happening with, you know, 2x8, two 2x10, two two 2x12s, which still has a place as it relates to construction. Yeah, you know, um, the fur offerings, Hemfer and Dugfer, they are... Um, they didn't. I mean, even though we heard a lot about the fires this year, it didn't. It didn't hamper the production like it did two years ago. Um, you know, there's a lot of intangibles in the production side of it. Um, in the Pacific Northwest, it tends to be uh, the fires. It tends to be the weather when they can get into the woods and harvest the logs. Um, hemp fur has been more prevalent as of late than dug fur. Um, you know, each of these species, you know, like I said, they correlate a little bit. You just have to play around with the grades to get the design values you need on it. Um, we're not, I guess we're not really seeing any real big constraints on, on that side pending any like, you know, natural disasters like we're seeing with the fires on the pine side. Um, you know, probably a a decrease in the wide logs to some extent. It's just simply, you know, second growth trees, they don't get as big. They don't get the higher grades out of them. You know, it's all managed for us that they're harvesting, even though like, mills like um warehouser yeah, yeah. yeah you know they really you know they do a good job of rotating their their props but um the the long and the short is they, they still have some challenges getting deeper into the woods to get the old logs to get you know uh the bigger you know, they need the old logs and the bigger trees to make the bigger products right right treated real yeah. quick yeah no issues next year <laughs> no no not, not not to the extent that it you know that it has been really the treated uh um uh, you know, like I said, increase in production in the southern yellow pine. It's just a matter of, uh, y- you know, I-, I think I think in the past the problem was was uh, a lot of people building decks that weren't building decks before. <laughs> I think that problem's behind us. <laughs> right, John. Wealth and knowledge. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for coming on board the the show today, and we'll have you on after the turn of the year just to kind of talk further about what's such an important product category in our industry. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week on the At Home Show. If you want more information, go to zealandlumber.com. Go to Standard Lumber as well. And uh, there's a bunch of information there that we'd love to share. Have a great and safe weekend, everyone. The At Home Show has been presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. Be sure to visit our website at whtc.com where you can listen or download this and other past programs at your convenience for free in the podcast tab. Join us next week for another edition of the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, a presentation of Midwest Communications.